Hey, I, uh, I'm sorry it had to go that way. I never would have thought... Yeah, well, you didn't think, did you? Dad. Don't call me Dad. At least not right now. Jeez, I mean, come on, dude. What the it's fuck? It's fetish, Dad. I'm sorry. At my engagement party? Dad. Stop calling me Dad. I can't even wrap my head around it. You actually like that? Yeah. There's something about their bright red noses and face paint. Oh, I don't know, okay? Jesus. You know, we almost lost you when you were born. I, I know the story. Yeah, well, sometimes I wish it went the other way. Oh, Dad. Please, do yourself a favor and stop, okay? We'll talk about this later, but I need a minute. Please, just flip on the radio and shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ, fucking clown porn. Hey guys, welcome back to JK97.7. We're gonna come at you with 30 minutes of uninterrupted Billboard Top 100s. But first, get ready folks. I'm about to give you a sneak preview of a brand new song being released by your mom. And we're back. What a song. Just a great song. Now, get ready, because we're going to come at you live with 30 minutes of uninterrupted Billboard Top 100s just after the break. This is JK97.7. Are you a lonely guy that's on the cusp of self-annihilation? Well, put down the gun, bud, and come on over to Teasers, Flint's original rock and roll show bar. Cold beer, live sports, good music, and the cutest girls in town. And don't forget, Tuesday is ladies' night. No charge at the door for our finer half. Wednesday is dollar long necks, and Thursday through Saturday is a party. So pull the gun out your mouth and come on down to Teasers, Flint's original rock and roll show bar. you to stop for crying out loud put the radio back on how about how about i just sing to you Jesus. How about that you, what are you possibly gonna sing me right now that's gonna make me feel okay about this just check it out i'm actually pretty good i think okay one two three my dad told me i was supposed to be stillborn and he wished that I was because he caught me watching clown porn. What, what the fuck was that? I mean, what? Dad, I'm sorry for the mistakes. I won't do it again. When I get that urge, I will not split. Okay, 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 okay. I get it. Please, just stop. But Dad, no, no, stop. No, Dad, stop, stop. I stop. Say, stop. 
Okay. Yeah. Let's just put on a podcast. How about how about we put on the Travis LeBrec show? Huh? You like that show, right? Yeah, I guess. Cool. Okay. Okay. Welcome to the Travis LeBrec show. Welcome to World News Tonight with Archunk Lemayne Williams. Hey y'all, it's me, Archunk Lemayne Williams. Monday, June 20th. If you know, then you know. And if you don't, then shut the fuck up. It is time again for woke white idiots to appropriate and gentrify yet another sacred tradition in black culture. Mm-mm. Happy holiday. This week on the news, butter's expensive and more. My name is Archunk Lemayne Williams, and this is World News Tonight. Hey guys, welcome to podcast number 22. If you're new here, this is not a bit, this is it. This is the official beginning to the podcast. Now I'm about to transition to the lovely conversation I had with my good friend, Efren Loyola. Uh, Efren's a thoughtful and hardworking guy. He owns and operates Native Scenery Landscapes, an Austin-based landscaping and lawn care company, as well as works as a registered nurse at a level one trauma center. A lot on this guy's plate, am I right? Hey. Anyways, he is a good dude, and I really enjoy talking with him, and it was a pleasure to finally record one of our long conversations. So, for your listening pleasure, Efren Loyola. Efren Loyola, nice to nice to see you in the uh, the old podcast chair across from me. Hey, for sure, this is this is exciting. We've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah, I'm glad to finally Months. finally do it because like I don't know, like it's uh it's hard to find people to consistently come here and do this, mm-hmm. you know. So to whenever I get the opportunity to do it, it's exciting and fun for me. Yeah, I will say I know you're a pro here. Mm, no, hardly. But um, mm. this is interesting because hearing myself is not a normal yeah. part of conversation. Yeah. And also the the little noises, <laughs> they're so amplified. I'm like, it's just it's gonna take me a minute to kind of. We can turn the volume down a little bit. It's kind of like um, what it's like is like being on a phone call yeah. in the same room. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, like we're both yeah, yeah. right right up in each other's ears. So it like aids in not mm. interrupting and also modulating how you sound and you get to hear yourself while you're talking. Yeah. You know? There's not a delay, it's just uh it's just instant feedback. So you For hear sure. your voice as you're talking. It's it, it is kind of bizarre. Yeah, it just makes you think like aware of things that you're not usually aware of. It really I think it really zones you into the conversation. <clears throat> yeah. Because like after a while, like you're, j- it's like you're listening. It, it it helps you to listen better. I think. True. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Have you ever, or do you typically listen to recordings after you record them? Oh, so like the the episodes. Yeah, and the stuff? episodes. You, you ever look back and? Oh yeah, for sure. I listen. I try to listen to them all before all I right. release it. Yeah, because like 
you know, yeah. you you don't always know what you said. I've done them oh, when I just I've, to like check, make sure I exactly just and and worried. just to like I don't know. I gotta make sure like a lot of them. I'm like, damn, I feel like I sound like an idiot, so I need to. That's the problem, though. That's how I'm asking. What we can, I think we can think something is bad, but and everybody doesn't think that. So it's like you're almost self sabotaging yourself. Damn, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's definitely true and something that I have an issue with. Yeah. Um, so let's say, let's say this one for example, we record it. It's a banger, right? Eight yeah. million views. Not you know, gonna like, happen. <laughs> but okay. But then let's say you go back and and listen to it. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, it's just I'm, I wasn't really feeling it. I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna air it. And mm-hmm. you know, like I said, you're just sabotaging yourself. See, I've that that said, I have never recorded a podcast with somebody yeah. and then not release it. Actually, I did once. Yeah. If anybody wants to go back just to listen to the intro, because it was like, an, a, I did like a good job on the intro skits and everything. But uh, episode number twelve, uh, the guy I did it with afterwards was just like, "Bro, we can't release that. I sound <laughs> like a fucking fool." Oh, <laughs> like, he thought he, he thought he sounded stupid, mm. um, and I think it's probably because we were both like high talking about conspiracy theories and stuff. And did like, you think it was bad? No, I had fun. See, it was it was that's fun. What I mean. that's yeah, what I'm exactly. About. But like he listened to it, it was just like, "Bro, that's just not good for me to have out there." And I'm like, Fair yeah, "Come on, man!" And we never got around to rescheduling it. And he's in Michigan, and I'm here, so. <laughs> For the time being, if you're yeah. listening, but um, I'd love to have you back, but I am in Austin, Texas, so it's <laughs> got to be a little bit harder to organize. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it goes back to what I was saying. Like, we've been talking about this for months, right? Yeah. When I first met you back, I don't know, when was that, a year ago? Yeah. And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah for sure, we'll, we'll get to it. 12 months later. 12 months, get out of here. It's like five. <laughs> it's like, um, hey, remember that podcast you want to do one? I'm like, for sure. Yeah, so well, it's, like, it's just like just we time, always, yeah. whenever we talk, it ends up being like, you know, we're always talking. It seems like we always go yeah. deep. You know, we're talking about um, just like our thoughts and like goals. And it's true. It's, it's true. A, oh, yeah, that's where you need the mic. Like, keep it like, get it. Yeah, right, there yeah. you go. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Damn. It's like liquid chocolate for people. I don't know. I and I'm sure everybody feels this way. When I hear my own voice on a recording, I'm yeah. like, "Kill me! What's what's wrong with me? Yeah. Why did nobody tell me I had a? I don't know. Wonder what it is. I wonder what you hear. Because like Does everybody the feel weird. That? Yeah, everybody okay, feels that okay. way. And the weird thing is, is like you hear <coughs> you hear a recording of your own voice. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's surprising you're like what the fuck yeah, that's my voice exactly and then but people are like yeah that's your voice it's normal dude. yeah you and see their reaction they're like oh they're not amazed of how idiot uh, how uh, dumb i sound right? yeah so i guess that's just how i normally sound it's weird it's yeah, weird yeah. how like because like your voice to me sounds totally normal yeah the way how you're hearing it yeah. sounds the way but i wonder if the way that you hear your voice on a recording yeah. is different than the way i hear your voice on a recording you know because this i'll be like yeah your voice sounds fine but like you will be like fuck me <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And you're used to it now. You, you've done this plenty of times. Too. Yeah, I don't it's know. Like, like I listen to me in a conversation. I'm like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> a lot of the time. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe I should. I, I purposely didn't bring any beer. Maybe I should have. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I, don't Dang. I mean, it is two in the afternoon on a, on a Tuesday. Not yeah. really a great time to be drinking. Yeah, I mean, depends who you ask. Me personally. Yeah. 
through experience, if I start drinking kind of like in the middle of the day, it just throws off my whole routine. Like, I don't know what, it's just I go into it like party mode. Well, that, yeah, and that's like the, the problem I always have with drinking is like, like, sure, okay, I allocate like Thursday night, I'm going to go out with friends, we're going to have some, some cocktails or whatever, we're going to drink and have fun. Yeah. But then that means Friday morning and Friday the next day, I'm not going to be able to like do my routine because yeah. I am sleeping in or I feel like shit or whatever. Yeah. So it's like you you take out two days with by like you really you really trade the next day mm -hmm. when you're drinking. If I guess if you're drinking a, a lot. Yeah, I mean which I think a lot of people do. You know, we all, we yeah. go we go into it thinking, "No, I'll have a couple of drinks, it's fine." Mm -hmm. And then you wake up the next day you're like damn it i shouldn't have done that see I, your whole routine is messed up i've never been like if like <coughs> i always know when mm -hmm. it's gonna be a cup like a drink or two mm -hmm. versus we're getting fucked up like i never yeah. I've, I've never am like yeah i'll come out for a beer or two and then end up like three in the morning how did that happen <laughs> never yeah yeah for sure maybe i don't mean it to that extreme no but that's a lot of people yeah, do sure. that a lot of people for are sure. like yeah let's get dinner thursday night i don't have to work friday it's yeah. perfect and then you know come one in the morning yeah. they're on sixth street it's almost like a domino effect because at least what, what happens with me is let's say i go out thursday a couple of drinks whatever something normal i'll overdo it um and then it just I can't get back on the routine Saturday or mm -hmm. Friday, and then I'm like, and then now it's the weekend, and I'm like, well, I'm, I'll just, I'll just, you know, kind of let loose a little bit, and now it's Monday, mm -hmm. and next thing I know, I look back, what did I do these past three days, three four days, nothing. You didn't do shit. And it just adds and accumulates. Yeah, you do that ten times yeah. a year, even that's like that's taking away yeah. like what thirty days if it's three times yeah, every thirty days where you can be like. And, and like having those breaks mm -hmm. in your productivity and those like breaks it's it, detrimental it, it it takes away it is you need yeah. to have that smooth momentum yeah. going to like keep producing stuff like this podcast mm -hmm. for example this is something that i like to i'm trying to figure out how to be like consistent with it all yeah. the time and uh if if anything like if it gets interrupted that if mm -hmm. that like consistency gets interrupted it's hard to just like swing right back into yeah, it's it it's the momentum it, it's hard to build up momentum mm -hmm. and you're gonna just ruin it by getting drunk and then now you have to rebuild that momentum yeah i don't like i kept doing it that's why i can i speak i'm speaking from experience yeah and um i i just pick and choose when i want to drink yeah you know what i mean i think that's that's wise especially yeah. become like growing into like your like real adulthood you know yeah, it's exactly. it's time to kind of let go of that uh like it, it almost feels like at this age when we're like drinking with people this age it feels like a like grasping at what was like in college oh, you know I like, like i like the way you said that that's true i've yeah, yeah it just doesn't feel the same yeah I've, I've been thinking about that concept quite a bit about about thinking about what was mm -hmm. and i almost have to kind of snap myself out of it i mean like you know that was the past it's time to move on yeah it's and just in different things in, in in life you know it depends on what you know pe maybe people i'm talking to maybe places i've been and be like that was the past you know mm -hmm. that was me back then yeah and it's not like you can't drink or like it's not like you have to like give up all of that to like be successful or happy or anything like but to to be going out like i don't know so many people go out every weekend yeah and just to be doing that 
I don't know. It just seems like it's a waste of money. You can be doing other things that are fun, you know? It's all relative, I guess, right? Yeah. Because when I was in my young 20s, that was what... I wouldn't want to do anything else but go out and drink with my friends and just go bar hopping. And at the end of the night, probably not talk to any girl, right? But the fact that we were just drunk and being idiots... I just felt like I was having the time of my well, life. I, there's something <laughs> to be said about being drunk idiots with like a couple of your best yeah. friends. It's like the best. It's it's fun. Yeah, no, it is. But what I'm saying is, the older you get, it just, um, at least for me personally, I just think of, I tend to think about it more often. Like if I do this, then this what happens. If I do that, then mm-hmm. this is kind of the outcome. And I, I'm almost trying to think maybe too much. I'm thinking too many steps ahead, and I'll let the following steps dictate my current decision. Mm-hmm. Like going back to drinking. If I drink right now, I know it'll mess up the rest of my day. And tomorrow I'm trying to pay catch up, which will affect my mood. Mm-hmm. So because of that third step in that whole process, I'm choosing not to drink right now. Yeah. That's kind of hard. I think, it, yeah, it's just like a part of being mature is just choosing. Like there is a time and a place. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and we have this thing in, I think it's, probably like our culture Mm -hmm. um something that's developed is this is this uh like attitude of it always needs to be the time and the place to always be getting like this you know like it all is social media that that what i see because boils down to that right and everybody is having the best time of their life except you yeah it's everybody's chilling everybody has all the friends everybody's doing something cool except you well yeah have you ever looked through just like uh my mom did uh my mom used to scrapbook a lot and if you look through the scrapbook like our life is beautiful it doesn't show the the original instagram right there yeah it doesn't it is (laughs) the the og (laughs) instagram scrapbooking um it doesn't show yeah you're you're like get your elbow deep in a toilet trying to unclog it or Mm -hmm. like you're you know like you're, you're sad or you're crying yeah or something. it's like you, people yeah. will post like you know my dog died and then post a bunch of cute pictures and people like you know be sentimental towards it but it's not the it doesn't give it's still like a glorified version yeah. of whatever that feeling is that For feeling sure. of like just loss even in death yeah like social media finds a way to make it look like romanticized you know, yeah. it romanticizes everything. And then the stuff that isn't as easy, like the boredom that comes in a day or the setbacks or any of the difficulties you have, it do, people don't show that. Do we really get into some deep stuff? Because I, I think about this quite often. So that right there is, I think, one of the biggest issues with social media in general. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful and I'm happy that I was born pre all that stuff because I know I can tell the difference. I, yeah. I knew a life before Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, what all that stuff, right? And so I know that something else exists. People who were already born with that in place can never, will never understand that there is another way to live. It's and weird. that is extremely, I think, dangerous for everybody young um, yeah, because they can't self-soothe. They, they 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 didn't i don't think it's i think it's hard for them to learn that trait and um that i think that's one of the biggest issues and i don't know what's going to happen maybe the planet will explode because nobody can <laughs> kind of like kind of really think but maybe i'm just being pessimistic i don't know yeah it's uh 
it's weird that there are generations being born in the internet era you know like we were born yeah. the internet existed when we were no the internet came alive in 1994 so you were born pre-internet yeah uh, was it 1994 I'm, yeah I'm, that's when it went live oh, i think okay. there were versions of it like yeah. private versions and stuff in the government yeah. but uh it went live but like publicly like mainstream yeah in, in 94 yeah yeah so now we have these kids that are being born um in this generation of like social media. So not only are they adopting it, but like from their, from the time they're babies, like their parents are posting pictures of them doing stuff on the internet for anybody to see. And that's a separate issue that I feel strongly about. I haven't thought about that specifically. Bro, think about it. Like, well, like just like I, I'm having, um, I have friends that are having children Mm. or people that I know that are having children that I follow on Instagram and they have those kids and they post pictures of those babies, their babies online, which seems like, Oh yeah, Yeah. cute. But like, just think about it from that. That kid is having their pictures like posted on the internet from the time they are literally not even, yeah, they're, they're documented from, infancy yeah until they're like 12 years old when their parent seems like all right you can have an instagram like they have all of that on instagram and it's already normal for them and they're just i don't know they're just like growing up inside of it that's interesting i feel like i'm trying to put myself in that position if i had documentation of from when i was born Mm -hmm. till now i kind of think that would help me in a sense of being like more self-aware maybe because i you know when i think about my past I'm like i don't know anything about when i was a kid right did you did your parents take videos or do no like videos that i'm aware of there are a lot of pictures yeah. um well that's that's very similar yeah. but know. i guess but when it, like the video would be different or just like a continuous you know how instagram yeah. is every week or every day or every whatever you're taking something so yeah i don't I, I feel like, you know, there's a way to look at it positively, yeah. too. Yeah, that's how I, that's my initial thing. My problem is, goes, going back to what I was talking about, I think learning how to self-soothe is extremely important. Yeah. And to give a crying baby or a child something to get distracted with, Yeah. they'll never learn that skill. Oh, yeah. I used to be so a server. So something's always wrong. So something's always something. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, and, and there's always something to take away your thoughts yeah, from that exactly. thing that's yeah, hurting you. You're not you. sitting alone with your thoughts. Yeah. And that, it sucks, but that, on the other end of that, there's so much growth. Yeah. So much. And entire generations, I feel like, are about to start missing out on yeah, that. Yeah, aren't, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, learning that. Well, you have, like, I mean, I don't know if anything upsets me. Well, no, this doesn't upset me like crazy, but <laughs> it, like it bum, it just kind of bums me out when I yeah. see like a three-year-old in a high chair at a restaurant uh, with an I iPad in I their face. I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to be a server at Omni, at yeah. Omni at uh, Olive Garden. Yeah. And yeah, same thing. Just like, like I don't give a shit if whatever <laughs> they're doing is educational. Make that little baby yeah. just be present with his parents. Yeah. But the parents aren't present. Like yeah, nobody's it's, present. It's a whole unit, family unit thing. We're like, yeah. you know, the mom's on her phone or the dad's on the phone, the kids on the phone. Like everybody is disconnected from each other. It's like this problem that uh, is is really easy to see, but very difficult to um, mm-hmm. like 
it's it's like it's obvious to, to people who it's a problem to me and you and like most of my friends and people I interact with. That's a problem. Like that's not okay. Mm-hmm. But a m- huge amount of people see nothing wrong with that and aren't self aware enough to to deem it an issue that needs yeah. fixing. And then when you cha- if they challenge you asking you tell me tell me why that's wrong. Yeah. It's kind of difficult to like actually put your finger on exactly like the concrete thing yeah. that's wrong about it it's, it's hard know? it's a hard position to be in right because it's like we don't have kids we don't have a family no i don't know what that's like and maybe it's easy for me to say right it's easy yeah. for me to say oh pick up your baby and play with it or whatever you know yeah but like it's easy for you to say because when you were a kid that's what your parents did and that's what mm. every almost everybody did in the yeah there was before no the internet and before yeah you mm. you had kid shows on televisions and if you were really on top of it you could and you wanted to like keep some of those shows you could get a vcr that recorded and make a recording of barney so your mm. kids can watch barney or you would buy a vhs like but when you went out to eat with your kid, you were responsible for keeping your kid like entertained and you know, yeah, well, yeah nobody was pulling out their phones cause yeah, it <laughs> didn't happen. It wasn't mainstream. No, it was, you had car phones and shit. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something, it's just not, I, I it cannot be good for the child. I agree. Development, I don't know, you know? what's going to happen. I just, right. Like what kind of decisions yeah. are going to be made? Like what happens when, well, I guess we're the next generation in charge, so yeah, that's, right. that's good that mm-hmm. most of us at this we're generation are We're the last are generation to know what life is like pre all this BS. <laughs> Isn't that weird? And um, We're like the last of the Mohicans, yeah. man. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe we're like, you know, um, just the old timers that don't yeah. get it. We're going to be right? the most annoying old people. <laughs> Back in my day, we yeah. only had flip phones. Yeah, exactly. When I was 14, I got my first <laughs> cell phone and I was grateful for it. Yeah, like, yeah. So maybe we're talking all this, right? And maybe we're the idiots. And the, no. next, the, genera- genera- the generation after us are going to be extremely smart because everything's going tech. Mm. And they're going to be able to just, no. I don't know, no. fix things. They're, they're, they're not going to be emotionally developed at all. They're yeah, emotional. I mean, de- yeah. And that is like half of the equation. Their emotional development <laughs> is being True. stunted because they are not going through any adversity. They're winning participation, tr- participation trophies. They cry when they get hurt. They have no character unless their parents instill it in them because their mm-hmm. parents are aware. It's, it, yeah, it's not good. Right, yeah. What's, uh, they, they just took two years off of school. What do you mean? They d- COVID these oh. children, <laughs> they they took almost a lot yeah, in a lot of places true. two full years off of school where they're sitting and it's they're sitting in front of a computer in their bedroom like that they play in and they're it, like oh, I yeah. have friends that are teachers that are getting yeah. like that are saying these kids that are coming in are so emotionally immature it's stunning. Well, yeah, so it makes sense, right? You're you're there's a child and they're going through their normal life and then all of a sudden you take away that human aspect of it yeah for two years yeah during the most important time of their you know brain development yeah it's what do you expect you know yeah well they didn't well people were people were screaming about it like but like it was to on deaf ears because it was never a conversation and it still isn't a conversation like what is going to happen to the like what are we doing for these kids yeah. Like these kids that are just getting screwed. Yeah. It's, like, it's, and don't even know it. 
it's scary. I don't have kids. I don't have a family. I, I, know. I have a kind of. I kind of own the uh, a dog. Yeah. So I don't really have responsibilities <laughs> like that. So, I, that, but I am aware of my surroundings, and yeah. I can see how that's a you know future issue. Well, if it's, it's not an issue now. Yeah, it is a future issue, and it, it will become all of our issues because we're oh, going to yeah. have a generation below us that's yeah, fucking idiots and have don't understand consequences. Yeah. Um, I think for one minute, I we should pause to get those, yeah. uh, oh, those sure. drinks out of the freezer. Yeah. So give it three, two, one, pause. And now the podcast is paused and Travis and Efren are going into the kitchen and getting out fizzy drinks from the freezer that they didn't want to explode. And we're back. All right. So yeah, kids are fucked, but it yeah. doesn't matter because nothing matters and everything's <laughs> going to be okay. At the end of the day, we die and, and life moves on and you won't know about it. Yeah, you don't know shit. So uh, let me uh, take a second. I... Uh, brought travis some drinks here a sure. drink yeah i know you're abstaining from all kinds of bad things yes alcohol <coughs> drugs specifically iv drugs yeah um i've had a lot of issues with those but yeah. that's no neither here there nor there yeah so but i was at hv and i saw these drinks they're rambler uh-huh and uh, so i got him a just regular sparkling water and i got a sparkling water with caffeine yeah 75 milligrams of natural caffeine how is it um this one's peach flavored let's see it's um i wouldn't say it tastes like peach Mm -hmm. but uh i'm easy to please and i'll I'll, I'll drink it interesting rambler is my favorite brand of sparkling water does yours just taste like a sparkling water yeah do you want to taste it i do taste it it's just regular it's just sparkling water that one's not flavored or anything so it's just like it's good yeah just sparkling water they're they're like lime grapefruit is my favorite flavor yeah there was a lime coconut one i'm like ooh, sounds mm-hmm. interesting to me i like to keep things simple you know yeah well i love a sparkling water yeah and that's something that i really started i started it up north in michigan actually before i don't know what kicked it off like what my first experience with it was but uh yeah i it's good shit man i just realized it being a sparkling or carbonated drink yeah it's probably you know it's gonna oh yeah it makes you burp yeah and i'm being in front of a microphone that's probably not the best uh the last guy i had on here uh burped so loud it like broke no Uh, it'll like it hurt your ears when you were listening (laughs) to it so it's all good (laughs) there are no rules (laughs) here efren this is a game this is all for fun this is uh like this isn't perfectly crafted you can hear my voice in the background if i'm super loud you can tell that we're in a room with no sound dampening we're just having fun here this is for when you die I can go back and people can go back and listen to a conversation about how did you think, you know, like what Mm -hmm. were, what did you think about things and what were like, how, like just hear your voice for more than just like a two minute video or some like fake picture or something. This is a conversation with with Efren, you know, this is like like what you think about for sure. That's like I had a conversation with my mom. Mm. Um, Oh yeah. You told me about that. I'm super interested in that. Like, yeah. What was that like? So, the 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 conversation i went on like a f- like a ha, had long, y'all done that before have y'all uh, yeah we talk but like a in this setting the podcast oh setting. oh well for anybody listening I, I i was talking about um like the original conversation that made me like okay i'm gonna do a podcast 
Um, but more pertinently, recently I did record um, an hour with my mom and I haven't decided whether or not I'm going to release that mm. yet. Okay. Um, I kind of need her permission Makes to sense. do that. Um, so, but aside from that, like had y'all sat down in this type of setting, a podcast setting and talked? No. And have, has anybody, most people have that's never the, done this. That's why that, that's why I'm super interested in this well, topic. Like, what was that like? Well, the, the, <laughs> it was fun, dude. Like, cause it's like, kind of scary. Cause it's kind of like, you know, it's a, it makes, it makes you feel, I feel kind of, scared for like a better words because it yeah. feels vulnerable yes now imagine that across your mom or dad or you know what i mean like yeah it's but just like i love level. my mom and she loves me so everything yeah, yeah it's be just, right. it just feels like at least maybe maybe i'm just talking how i feel inside yeah i mean it's um it's definitely like you're exposing yourself a little bit but yeah. like or but really you just come to peace with like oh it's gonna be all right like true nothing bad's gonna happen we're just talking like fair enough yeah. this is what we do and this is what you would do with anybody that you know so it is it's kind of interesting that like me and you know each other pretty well or we're getting to know each other better and better you know yeah. um and somebody gets an opportunity to listen to what it's like to be a friend in like either oh, me or you saying, so yeah, like yeah. they're just a fly on the wall getting like t listening to our friendship but and like how we talk to you each just other just reminded me people could yeah it don't worry <laughs> it's only like four or five million it's fine yeah, that's all right my parents they actually don't use the internet so i can yeah. say whatever i want i yeah. smoked once <laughs> oh my god that's terrible effort how could you what was it what did you smoke um so all my friends growing up mm -hmm. smoked marijuana yes and I never did. I was like, you were no. never like interested in it at all. No, they, they like would always be like, it? hey, you know, smoke some, hey, smoke some. I'm like, no, no, I don't want to. No, no, no. Right. Like, all through middle school and high school. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I would go hang out with them, and they would just smoke around me, and I would just be chilling. Yeah. We would always be like, hey, you want to hit? And I'm like, no, I just want to watch. <laughs> that was my line. I just yeah. want to watch. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I was so against it, the same right. age at that age too. That's funny. And then I Anyways. went to college. Yeah. And the same thing the first year, and I just want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, why do you want to watch? <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I never thought anything of it. And then, and this is what it was. I had a heartbreak mm -hmm. after my first year. And then my second year in college, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then after, I remember they, they finally asked me again, hey, you want to hit? And I just said, yeah. Yeah. And then um, <clears throat> I took a hit. Mm -hmm. And then it felt like it destroyed my entire, I don't know, my fucking... Your throat? What's this called? What's this thing Esophagus? called? Esophagus? Wind, windpipe? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a nurse, but what's it called? <laughs> <laughs> don't tell people that. Um, yeah, so it just destroyed it, and I'm like, I don't want to do this again. Yeah. I didn't feel high. I just couldn't stop coughing for like oh, probably 30 minutes. So when I was younger... And when I first like got introduced to weed, I remember like it was a thing and I don't know if it still is, but it was a thing mm. that when you smoke the first time you don't get high. Like, and that was yeah. like ever, it was like universal knowledge. Like it is known you don't get high. And I remember <laughs> I smoked once, did not get high. Really? And then did the you cough? Well, yeah, dude, I've never smoked anything. No, it, but it was like, I'm talking about, I had such a significant cough where yeah like well okay so like when you smoke something sometimes like especially if you're not a smoker yeah. like like 
you inhale it and it hits your throat in a way that just fucking destroys you. Yeah. It, yeah, it's not like that for people who smoke weed. Like that's why I tried it so like yeah. nonchalant. because they, yeah. they would just take it and nothing, everything was fine. I feel like there's like a technique to like inhaling mm, it maybe. so it doesn't kill you because like people like smoke constantly all yeah, the time exactly. and it's like it doesn't hurt them at all. It debilitated me, <laughs> and I'm like, how the hell can people smoke? I yeah, I'm about to fucking pass out. Like that's I, so I can't funny. stop. Coffin, and you never did it after that ever? i think like months passed yeah and then like, what this happened is stupid and then it must have been again where like you know I'm, I'm around a bunch of kids my age or all potheads and yeah again you want to hit and i was like yeah and then oh this time it was through a bong with had ice water oh my in god it. so i think that's what cooled the smoke down yeah i don't know how it works the science of smoking weed yeah um but i think ice water helps <laughs> <laughs> and when I, I remember when I breathed it in, yeah, it didn't burn. Yeah. And then I just got stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a bong, dude. Yeah, yeah. I used to, that like, That was my second present. time smoking through a Jesus <laughs> through Christ. A you did, the, the weed gods did not want you smoking weed, man. Yeah. I wouldn't smoke out of bongs on precedent because they scared me. It was like, you go from, like, normal to, like, oh, my God, I can't be yeah. around people. Exactly. I'm fucked up. Yeah, and well, I didn't know that. I was naive, you yeah. know. I, it was my second time smoking, and I, I was like, "Oh, it doesn't hurt." And then I just, I, I don't know. I you just got know, it. yeah. I just know I didn't cough, and I was in the clouds. Yeah. Was it nice? Did you enjoy that experience, or was it off-putting? Um, no, I think I enjoyed it. I think um, what, I, even to this day, what I don't like mm -hmm. is, I feel high for like three days after the fact. Like my yeah. my brain is foggy. Mm -hmm. I. It's almost similar to like being hungover with alcohol. Like yeah. it destroys my momentum mm. and I just, it takes me so much effort to actively try to get it back. That's funny. And that happened multiple times. And yeah. that's why, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I smoked. It, it's probably, I don't know, over seven years, maybe. Yeah. It's just like, well, there's, you know, everybody like, you don't need everything and everything isn't like, if you're happy, like, I don't know. I, there's like this weird, like, like stoners have this like perspective of like, oh yeah, weed is good. Like weed will make your life better for sure. And yeah, it's I, like, definitely shut up. I definitely know people like that. Or I have known people like that. Yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. you don't know what's going to make somebody's life better. Maybe it makes your life better, that but maybe, them. yeah. It, but maybe like you need to, I don't know, learn how to make your life tolerable without mm. smoking weed. Like, all the time it's a distraction like, I it think. can it can be mm -hmm. a nice yeah and it can be a nice thing but it is like like i don't know like it's not necessary like nothing's necessary though i mean alcohol is not necessary yeah, this sober stretch that i've been on has really like taught me a lot um How i have smoked weed in that stretch but like not how much how long have you been i have sobriety now i have been um sober from alcohol and caffeine um and weed for like 98 percent of it um since january caffeine wow. since like late november That's early december like no caffeine yeah and we're talking about coffee and yeah. drinks pre-workout nothing that's crazy to me i mean i have a kombucha every now and then that has a little bit of caffeine yeah. in it but so that's why i got you the 
caffeine free rambler. Well, dude, like, <laughs> like I had a, um, I had a latte. Like I, I like getting a decaf latte every now and then because yeah. they're just fuck. A, a latte is delicious. Yeah, it's like love it. If it was caffeine or not, it's it, they both taste great. Yeah, they taste great. Known. This one was not decaf. I drank about that much of it, and like my chest was all <laughs> tight and shit. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> just like not feeling good. And it's like, oh yeah, I remember coffee used to give me fucked up anxiety. Mm. Like coffee gave me so much anxiety. It's crazy. See, I feel like it depends on person to person, right? Yeah. Same thing with the the weed thing, right? Yeah. You can have someone who feels like they need it every day yeah. versus me where I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I think just our chemicals are just. Yeah. Everybody's got something different. So you got people that like chill on weed and then you got people who smoke a little weed and all of a sudden yeah. their world is collapsing. <laughs> they're terrified. It's crazy. And they can't get right. And then for several days afterwards, they're fucked up. So that like was, that was me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it just like it, how some antidepressants, you know, lift people out of uh, suicidal depression, and other antidepressants enable people, or the same one will enable somebody to kill mm. themselves. Like that's so wild. Uh, yeah, it's no, our brains are so complicated. It's like complex. some people, dude, I know people um, that are just like, yeah, I don't like drinking water. It makes my stomach feel <laughs> acidic and it hurts. That, so that's a new one. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> that one. I'm just like, God, come on. You yeah. got to train yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's like saying, Oh, I don't like veg- vegetables. They just yeah. don't sit well. No, but you need uh, them though. Yeah. So. <laughs> you need nutrients. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, I, I kind of want to ask you some questions. For sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Just like, so for people who are not familiar with you, which I'm going to get is a majority of the listeners. This <coughs> is kind of interesting. Guys, this is Efren Loyola. Yeah, I, don't I know think we that. Ever uh, did an introduction. No, right? I d- I'll do an introduction oh, okay. before this. I'll kind of introduce That's you fine. and like, but you're a, you're a nurse. Mm. Um, you have been a nurse for how long? I started working October 2014. Okay, so you've been a nurse for almost eight years now. Specifically October 13th, 2014. That sounds like, was it a Friday? Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, Are it was a serious? Monday, I think. Damn, I was like, you t- an October, Friday 13th. No, that's, well, that's ominous. Well, a quick, quick little story. My NCLEX was that Friday, Yeah. and then I started orientation that following Monday. Oh, right on. So... I took my test and at question number 70 something, 78, I think it shuts off and I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) I failed. Right. That was my immediate reaction. Didn't think anything else. Friday afternoon or that, that same Friday I called the, um, the recruiter Mm -hmm. and I was like, Hey, uh, I just took the NCLEX and uh, I failed it. (laughs) <laughs> you just told him you failed yeah, it and, sh- and I was like yeah I failed it And I'm supposed to start orientation on Monday Yeah And they're like well how do you know you failed it uh, Did why? I just feel like I did <laughs> <laughs> Because you don't, know, you don't know your scores right away No It takes days Yeah um, I guess I should Yeah I, sh- I should just bring that up it, When you take the NCLEX You take the test on a computer And you don't know your score until like three days later yeah, some people take like a couple weeks. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. So, well, me, I had my orientation Monday. Yeah. So I couldn't wait three days. I need to know: Do I show up or not? I don't want to show up and and then be like, 
be asked to leave because I failed in front of everybody. That would be very embarrassing. That's what but I'm like, saying. I was trying to prevent. Did they that. tell you that that wouldn't happen <laughs> and you could retake it? No. So what? I I, I just exaggerated in my head and I was like, hey, I, I just took the NCLEX. I failed it. Yeah. What do I do? Should I still come to orientation? <laughs> That's hilarious. And she's like, well, how do you know you failed it? I was like, I just feel like I did. Yeah. And she was like, she probably laughed, but <laughs> she was like, look. Don't worry about it. Just come to orientation and we'll figure it out then. Yeah. And I was like, all right, fine. Uh, and then I paid for like the quick results. You kind of paid some money and they give it to you, I think, in 24 hours. Oh, wow. I and, didn't know um, that. And I passed it. Yeah. I passed it with like 78 questions, which is hella good. Yeah. And I just never turned back. <laughs> so like to, in order to like, because like I knew that like if I passed 75, because you, okay, so anybody yes. listening. Yeah. It's possible the, the way the test works is um, based on how well you're doing or not. That's not OK. So that, that's right. So yeah. there's a, I had to describe there is a imagine a line on the horizon. OK. And every time you get a question right, it goes one step above the horizon. And every time you get a question wrong, it goes a step down. So based on where you are, like at a certain point in time, it becomes either statistically impossible for you to pass or statistically impossible for you to fail because you've gotten so far above the horizon or so far below it. Um, so that can either be in 75 questions, which is the quickest, or it could be in like 240 questions. Yeah. And I, I learned like a week before I took the test that there is statistically no difference in the success rate of people who pass or fail in 75 questions yeah. and pass or fail anywhere between that and the 240. Interesting. So if you're on, so I was taught like if you're on question like 120 and you're getting frustrated and scared and it keeps going, just understand you're still in the game. Yeah. Like you haven't failed yet. Yeah. So like just keep that into account and there's no difference in pass rate at 125 versus yeah. 75 yeah it's just it's just i think the biggest thing is just it's just a relief yeah because you don't have to sit there for three four hours yeah you know beating your head against the wall over these extremely <laughs> confusing questions yeah uh, they, they're misleading questions they're, they're fucking stupid yeah, it's insane which I, look i get it we're, we're at the end of the day i get it right oh stepping i support back, it it has to be yeah, like stepping that. back it's like we're dealing with literal human life yeah and it's literally life and death situations did you hear that and this is coming uh this is just secondhand <clears throat> knowledge i didn't see i didn't read any articles about it but i guess there is like whispers of the potential um lowering of the potential of lowering the threshold to get into nursing mm. school to pass nursing school and the NCLEX difficulty and like did you hear that? Have you heard anything about that? I haven't. Well, I feel like I have. I, I couldn't tell you where either. Yeah. But I will say I'm dating someone in their nursing school. Yeah. And I feel like it It seems like it is getting more difficult in regards to the amount of work or okay. test. That's the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the direction we want. Right. Yeah. And also even just personally at work, I will say the job has become more difficult because right. we're getting like we're getting patients that uh, me and sorry sorry no i was just gonna say we're um like we're working right and we have our, our million things to do right well now there's a new rule now 
Now, now we have a million and one things to do. Yeah. Oh, now there's an, another month later. Oh, now there's a million and two things to do. Like it just adds to the yeah. workload. So we're just getting spread more and more thin, making mm-hmm. making the job more and more difficult. Meanwhile, there's not enough people to like make it so we have those million things to do, but because we have to take an extra patient because we're poorly mm-hmm. staffed. Um, now we have like, bad, like oh my god it's it's yeah. every every yeah, shift every is shift, short yeah. it's but horrible. now now also like it, a lot of the, like multiple floors at a time yeah, are short are yeah. short which it used well, to be just be us right yeah <laughs> well so what i w- but what i was saying is like in like i think some like people are talking maybe a way to get more nurses in the field is to make nursing it easier to do it which to me would be a massive like fuck up it would mm-hmm. be one it would be like at, at the base level it would be dangerous yeah you're not educating sure. as pe- people as well for this highly complicated job and two it would it would almost like take away some of the v- validity of our like degrees yeah, in our right. education yeah. it's almost a little disrespectful yeah it's like i had to go through us. this shit yeah, yeah. We, we had to go through hell to get here like nursing school was not easy uh, it's sure it's not it's yeah. not it's not you know uh, and it's not becoming a md yeah. But it's fucking difficult. It's difficult, yeah, for sure. Um, to like make that schooling easier would be an insult to the profession. Yeah, to the pro- exactly. Yeah, and exactly. it would be putting people's lives at risk. Yeah, there's there's no way that can happen. But at the end of the day, who am I? It probably is happening. I just don't notice. It could happen. Who it knows? shouldn't happen. No, what should happen uh, to get more people into nursing is make nurses make more money if nurses were making 200 a year there would be a lot more fucking so people I doing have, it. i have an interesting insight regarding that you don't think no i mean i agree we should get paid yeah. more for sure. sure we're mad at our employer because they're not paying us more right i think that we are getting paid market value and what and i mean by that yeah. is we're getting paid what austin market is paying so they we're going and tell our employee, hey, pay us more, and they're looking at us being, well, we we're paying you what you're worth in the market, so it's not a employer specific problem, I think. Right. Well, it it's not it's not it's not our specific hospital, mm-hmm. it's every hospital. So what it is is they look at well at this hospital like these four hospitals in the area are paying this our pay like our, their base salary for or their base hourly for nurses is very similar to ours so we are competitive with them and then on a nation all hospitals are all paying nurses about the same amount of money so it's a oh, systemic yeah it's saying. so they look at that and they're like well we're we're paying you what uh what the market is what yeah. the market is yeah. and in the difference the reason why part of mm. the reason and i could be wrong so somebody like email me or text me tell me i'm wrong about this um but my understanding is that the like the reason why doctors make so much money is because doctors get paid directly by insurance companies nurses get paid by nurses are included in the hospital's room yeah, fee yeah, so the, nurses yeah. are not bringing in any of the money if we wanted to make more money we oh. nurses would need to figure out how to make ourselves more yeah. freelance kind of like the way doctors operate where we're getting paid and we're not say like say the hospital room is $2,000 a night for the patient that equates to like say 400 of those $2,000 is going to the nurse's salary. That's interesting to say that I'm seeing it from like now I, I've never heard of that, but that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm and pretty I, sure that's how it works. And I'll tell you 
kind of like my thought process now. It sounds like the nurses are just part of the overhead, mm-hmm. just like yeah. the electricity, just like the maintenance, whatever. Yeah. And then doctors are. They're the money makers. Yeah, they, they bring in revenue. Yes. We don't. We're just an expense. Yes. That's why there's that different, you know, that difference. Exactly. I've never thought about that. And that if it's true. Yeah. It makes 100 percent sense. So that's why it's so difficult for nurses to negotiate raises and stuff like that is because we're they're just. just expense. Yeah. We're costing yeah. the hospital money mm. and they're in like any company, which hospitals are companies. People don't like to admit it, but hospitals are here to like it's a business. make. Yeah. The people on the board are making money from this, you know, um, and they're trying to like hit quotas and deadlines are always cutting costs in different areas. Our hospitals unwilling to change the charting system, which is from like 2008, like, (laughs) like, are like they, they cut, they give us worse. (laughs) Like we're at a level one magnet, like, okay, it's a level one trauma center and a magnet hospital. Okay, in the middle of the the fastest growing city yeah. in the country, uh, one of the most like the most high expense living pl- um, cities in the yeah. country, and this hospital is giving us like like our equipment. A lot of it is subpar. Oh. Our computers suck. Our the chairs, just the chairs <laughs> that we have to sit in, are fucking garbage. That's funny you say it. when you kind of zoom out yeah. and, and list like yeah level one trauma magnet. central Texas yeah multiple counties it's responsible for yeah it's a magnet hospital it's got a medical school attached it's to it it's literally a university it's, it's funded hospital. you know in that sense yeah and we are missing so many just simple things yeah. like charting systems equipment yeah. just things to do our job our base job yeah it, it, I don't know I don't know the answer I don't know what the problem is and I don't think the people up top know either. No, they're not there. Well, they don't understand it because they're just so, yeah, they're just so dissociated. Well, I'll tell you why, because they're accountants and lawyers. Exactly. But then they're the ones that uh, make, make policy. Yeah. So like, in, like they're making all these, like they make policies that, uh, uh, that just aren't, aren't based on pure evidence research. Like the, the IV policy. Yeah. IV is like pure, um, peer reviewed studies and evidence, evidence-based practice shows that there is n- that uh, keeping an IV in for an extended period of time does not increase the risk of infection whatsoever. Mm. However, our hospital is uh, acting on old information and old an old belief that you need to change those IVs every like I think it's four days or five days. It could be working fantastic, yeah. but you got to rip it out and put a new one in. It's so <laughs> I don't I I, I can't I, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, yeah. And then for a while they were saying they were going to change that policy, but then they didn't. And it's just yeah. like it's just like it's it doesn't make any sense. I don't know, man. Like. I, I guess we didn't really finish the introduction, but um, that's part of my life. Yeah, I, I've you're a nurse. That is part yeah, of your life, but it's, it's not the holistic picture it, it of used who to be you are. Of who I was, but now yeah. I've taken a sec, another endeavor. Yep. And um, now I, I, I pers- purposely choose to kind of stand back and decide where I want to place my energy. Yeah. And the hospital is not one of them. So tell me, what is, uh, and tell the listeners, what is the other endeavor that you are uh, working on currently? So, um, got a tech startup here in Austin, Texas. That's a fucking, (laughs) (laughs) it's a good place to have one. No, um, actually the opposite. Um, (laughs) we work in the dirt. (laughs) Hard labor. Yeah. Uh, yes. No. So my dad has been doing lawn service here in Austin, Texas for a long time, 20 years. 
uh, just a solo operator. Yeah. And um, back in 2018, I decided to take a break from the hospital mm-hmm. because I wanted to kind of, something didn't feel right at the time, career-wise. And I right. wanted to just take a break a couple months just to reevaluate my direction. I'm fortunate enough to uh, have my parents here in Austin, so I just moved back in with them. Yeah. No rent. And uh, while I was just hanging out, I decided, well, let me go help my dad because uh, he's working by himself. Yeah. And I'll go help him out, make some money, just let time pass. What I, I mean, it's crazy to think now, but what happened, ended up happening was it ignited this fire or this passion that I never even ever thought of. Mm. And what is it? It's how to grow and scale a business, how to problem solve, how to, I don't know, um, provide value to clients and customers in, 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 I guess in, in a sense, in my own way, in, in the way I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's been a, it'll be four years officially here in, um, October. Wow. Um, and you know, we're still kicking it. So you took over your dad's landscaping business. Yeah. And yeah, basically, I guess technically, yeah. I'm, or like I'm, you I'm used the, the found, yeah, use the foundation that he had created, that yeah. he had started Tw- to create what you have now. Exactly, twenty years of clientele, um, twenty years of experience with these these clients. Um, I've kind of just taken and expanded on it. So yeah. put in systems in place like software and and calendars and a payment process and routes. Yeah. And break down our services and categorize them. Um, what, you know, where should we buy our equipment? How often do we need to maintenance them? Um, what type of fertilizer should we, should we buy? You know, what part of town should we focus on? I mean, it's, it's a it million and one problems. Like, yeah. It sounds kind of fun, like a puzzle to solve. That's how I see it. And that's yeah. how I, I think if it wasn't an innate feeling of me, like problem solving that I liked, I wouldn't yeah. be doing this for so long. Yeah. Cause we're talking about being out there in a hundred degree weather yeah. year after year. Cause like, yeah. And missing hanging out with my friends. Um, I don't want to say I lost friends, but I have, uh, for lack of better words, I have lost a lot of relationships with people that I used to hang out with a lot because my lifestyle is so different now. Yeah. I, 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 this, I've, I choose to focus on this instead of, you know, spending some free time and going out or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm just a like lot yeah, more after calculated. This, I asked you if you wanted to hang out, do some, go bowling, and you're like, no, I got I got work to do. Yeah, I mean it's Monday through Friday. I got shit to do. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. And right now, the, right now, like I guess I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but that's what I I started almost four years ago now, and um, that's what I'm doing now, and now that's my priority. Mm-hmm. And it's been a huge learning curve. Yeah. When I started, I didn't know what I was doing and what I w- or what I wanted. Neither did my dad. Nobody knew what we wanted or what we were doing. But over now, three and a half years, I've hyper-focused our attention on, all right, this is who we are. This is what we're trying to scale. Mm -hmm. And let's be as efficient as possible because, you know, everything costs money. So I can't just be wasting money on whatever. It's just our margins are, are tight, so we have to really focus on what's the best process to get certain things done. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun for me. The the problem-solving part, not yeah. being out there and digging holes. <laughs> well, no, that part, that's the, that's the, tel- that's the part that uh, 
makes it daunting. Yeah, it's for like sure. you can do all this stuff, but then there's also all this work that needs to be done, yeah. you know? Luckily I do have a team, right? My brother, and my dad, and um and I go out there myself as well. Yeah. Um a lot more than people think. I have people ask me sometimes, like, Oh, you know, so you just you know, sit on the computer or do whatever, you are never out there. Mm-hmm. I'm out there ninety percent of the time. Yeah. Like, Who's telling you that? Just in general just when I bring it up when my just casual conversation that Be- I own yeah. a landscape company. Uh, they think I'm in the office, you know, typing away or whatever. Yeah. No, I'm meeting with people. I'm out there. Yeah, it takes it takes a long time to build that up. Yeah, and it's funny. At, like, like I've seen you tell people, like, yeah, I own a landscape company, and they're like, what? Which <laughs> <laughs> is funny. Yeah, because think about it. I'm at the hospital, right, with my yeah. scrubs. Yeah. And then also, I mow lawns on the side. Right? Well, that's very funny. And I've told you, but uh, my other friend who could be listening is Tyler Walt. Uh, Tyler, he, um, he, he is also a male nurse who owns a landscaping company on the side. Dude, what are the, what are the, fucking it's so weird. Like I've made like two, <laughs> like a couple good friends as nurses right, right. and they're both, uh, they're, they're both nurses who own lawn care, co- lawn care companies and ride motorcycles. <laughs> I'm actually selling it, but yeah, well, you know, <laughs> that's, you know what? I'm proud of that decision. I think yeah, that's yeah. a good decision. No, but that, that is, wow. It's. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just what a coincidence, right? It's weird. I don't know. I I like it. I like where we're, I like where I'm at right now. Life yeah. is good. Fuck good. yeah, this is great. I'm having fun doing the podcast. Work is going well. I'm taking that uh, taking the weekends only position. Oh, yeah. Are you doing that? So yeah, I've been, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's talk about it. <laughs> All right. So there's so our our employer is offering a position that offers a significant um, increase in pay. Uh, to work, yeah, for to just work to commit to six months of working weekends. So like your scheduled days, it's no more work. It's just working on Saturday and Sunday. And I'm like, I work every Saturday anyways. Yeah. Like fuck it. Like yeah. why do I care? So I've thought about this a lot. In my yeah. initial, I told you right, I was gonna do it for sure. Yeah. Bless you. Thank you. Um, Very polite. I feel it right here, but it's not coming out. Yeah. You can burp. It's okay. No, I can't do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I've thought about it a lot. And my initial gut reaction was like, oh, yeah, but something felt off about it to me. And it took me a couple days to figure out what it was. And I'll kind of see if I can explain it. Yeah. I think I have a problem. And I think a lot of people have this problem. Um, It's looking at it. It's a distraction. Hmm. My priority mm-hmm. is my lawn and landscape business. Yeah. That's where my time, attention, stress, mental bandwidth needs to go. Mm-hmm. The distraction, what's a distraction? Distraction is, oh, get $10 more above your rate to go work Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. That messes me up because I have to keep a uh, routine going. Yes. Clients, what do they expect? You know, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Yeah, they don't expect Saturday at 3 p.m. or Sunday at 9 a.m. Like, no, that doesn't mm-hmm. count. So, I was getting distracted by the money and the and the new shiny thing. Yeah, and I've now made a decision. Well, right now I'm self-aware, and have realized that my my priority is this, and mm-hmm. I can't let this distraction 
like mess that up. So uh, my question, and obviously I'm biased because I want you to be working on Saturday and Sunday with yeah. me. I'll be there um, Saturday. My, yeah, <laughs> I know you'll be there Saturday. Um, my question is, um, if you're going to spend two days a week there yeah. um, and you're already there on Saturdays, what's the difference between swapping Friday for Sunday? So, yeah, and I thought about that, too. And the only reason I thought about it was because you asked me yeah. prior. After working two days at the hospital, mm -hmm. we do, I mean, you know, we do so much problem solving. It's, yeah. I wouldn't even say it's physically exhausting. It's mentally it's, exhausting. It, yeah. So now take that and now you go work on your home business to where you have another million and one problems you have like to solve. Like not having a day to buffer between like Sunday and Monday. Yeah, through experience, because I've had worked Saturday and Sundays for, for a yeah. while prior. Yeah. I, I, I found myself being too casual mm -hmm. with the lawn service because I worked the weekends. Right. It wasn't, it, I just couldn't help it. My, my brain was fried. I yeah. didn't want to think about hard things. Yeah. I understand that. And you know, you got to do what's best for you, yeah. you know, like another way to, to think about the way I was thinking about it was make a thousand dollars a month for six extra for six months mm -hmm. or make a thousand dollars extra for life. I'd rather just focus on the life part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. That's true. I guess for me, it's obvious we have, because yeah, I'm we, not making it. It's my only source of income. We have different paths. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this makes sense to me. And it yeah. took me a while. Something felt off about it and I couldn't pinpoint it. But after some reflection and just talking about it, talking about it out loud with you mm -hmm. and with uh, just other people, it makes that makes sense to me now. Yeah. And I feel I have comfort in that decision. Mm hmm. So unfortunately, I won't be able to join you. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! My but I'll be there Friday and Saturday. I won't be there. I don't think I'm doing Fridays. Yeah. I think I'm gonna try working like a Thursday, Thursday, yeah, Saturday, Sunday. That's good. That's what it. I've done too. Because when you're young, you can do all three, right? It's Dude. all, it's whatever. Yeah. But as you get older, you got, you have to start mixing it up. Dude, a those bit. three in a row fucking That's suck. No, it's by day yeah. three, I'm one. If I have the same patience. I'm tired of talking to them. Like if they're like, if they're, That's if funny. you're able to talk to them, I'm tired of it. Like <laughs> it's just, it's, it's draining, you know? And, uh, exactly. It's mentally. Well, draining. it's, yeah. It's like, so like you have a patient who just got both is like going through some sort of fucked up shit and they just want a friend. A lot of the time they need somebody to talk to, but like while they're talking to you, you're thinking like, Oh, I have like four other things that I need to do right now. So I got to go. Yeah. And it's like, it's a mix of like trying to not be rude and also mm -hmm. and like listen to them and be there for them and like let them know that, you know, your time is theirs for that moment yeah. and like help them with whatever they need. But also like you are constantly like, I got to go, you know, that's the problem. It's let's say you have five patients, right? Patient number God, one. God, kill me. Yeah. What do you, patient five, number one. Having five patients yeah. is like having, uh, <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world. With the acuity we have, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's other units where you have five patients. It's like whatever. But yeah. like on our unit, Jesus Christ, it should be fucking illegal. Yeah, yeah. No, I've said that that exact line plenty of times. Yeah. But um, no, so yeah. So let's say you have five patients, right? Patient number one, no matter what's going on, all of them are in the hospital. They're all having the worst time of their fucking life, right? It's the worst Generally, day of their life. Yeah. Typically. So now you go to patient number one. And like you said, 
they're down in the dumps. You know, they yeah. had an accident. They don't know how they're going to pay for it. Now they can't work for months. Yeah. Or someone's family member or sibling or wife or husband's in the hospital. And they're at an all-time low. And you want to be a sense of hope for them. And you yeah. want to be able to provide, I don't know, cl not closure, but just hope for them. Yeah. So you want to sit down and talk to them, right? But no, you can't. Because the next n patient number two, three, four, and five also need you. Yeah. And they're all just as important. Yeah. Like patient one and number two. Yeah. They're, they, both of their, um, what am I trying to say? Like you're both, tr you're trying to be there for both of them equally, right? Yeah. You can't and then choose. And then you go into patient three's room who physically needs more help than one and two. But but they're obstinate and they're upset about everything yeah. and they're mad at you. They're mad at the doctors. They're mad at their leg for not being attached to their yeah. body anymore. Like they've they have all these other fucking issues. Their fucking wound vac isn't working. They have three JP drains. <laughs> One of them's <laughs> fucking leaking. And you're pretty sure that like you know like something else is going wrong. Yeah. They're shitting blood or something like that. Like yeah. like it's so much to manage. And when you're doing it, like, like I came, when I came to this hospital, I was used to two, three patients, two, three patients. Wow. That's the setting I was in. Oh, but you were like, yeah, I, well, critical. it was, but the, 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 the step down unit that I worked on was literally like no different than the unit we're working on oh, really? now. They don't have step downs wow. at our hospital. Like they have the ICUs. And That's wild to me. the <laughs> units were on. And so like we sh like like I've been told that we're supposed to have a th like when I interviewed, I was told it's like a three to four patient ratio. I'm like four. And she's like, yeah, on rare occasions, it's four. Shit. And now we're at five patients. And on like you day. could have you could have 20 drains between five patients easily yep. like everybody's got five yeah that i've seen that's many I, people with two wound vacs a couple jps and then you know like a fucking accordion drain going out of their abdomen <laughs> they got a fucking ng tube or something like yeah it's it's common like our unit is fucking that's what's crazy to, for me to hear that from your experience where you came from yeah and then where you work now the patient population is very similar if not yeah. the same and over there you were doing two to three and here it's five yeah well here's a little less gunshot wounds that i've taken care of yeah There's a lot more of those back home yeah um but yeah it's it's in in it's you know the difference the crazy difference between the two mm. hospitals one had a union and the other didn't and this one does not have a union yeah I don't think and i'm not necessarily like you know pro union this the union that but i think in a hospital for nurses it's good to fucking have i, I don't know enough information about unions in general yeah. to even comment but uh I, I just know that some states have them some don't yeah and um i don't know i, I don't know what it's all it, they help with like patient ratios and stuff like that yeah um I don't know. Talking to you, we get talking. I don't talk about work with like anybody hardly. I well, talk to, I talk about work with like my mom. Well, yeah, you talk, like, you talk about nursing stuff with nurses. Yeah, right? exactly. This is like talking shop, complaining. What's the craziest case uh, you think you've ever seen as a nurse? It's interesting because the way I see nursing is it's a uh, it's multi layered. So yeah, you, I could be you know. 
my head goes to what's the most emotionally wild thing, right? But there's also the what's the craziest thing you've seen or what's yeah. the craziest thing you've done. So, so, like, give me the full package. Like, what's the craziest thing total? Oh, total? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I I separate them in my head. Because mm. the ones that come up to my um, mind right now or when I was, like, a new like a new nurse and i remember i'll just tell you the the one that i always kind of tell when people ask me it's uh, i was a new grad and i was working nights Mm -hmm. and this this is more of like emotionally heavy for me at the time it was for me sure it was like uh this this lady and she was at the hospital from a gunshot wound and uh what the story was that she was fighting with her husband or boyfriend at the house and she was carrying her baby and they were trying to leave oh, the Jesus. house and he wouldn't let them. So he shot her in the leg and then shot himself in front of them. Oh killed my himself. God. So that's why she was in the hospital. She, I think she just ended up getting so amputated oh my God. Uh, below the knee. And uh, I just remember that as a new grad, right? Yeah. The whole storyline, the emotions attached to that was just, I couldn't wrap my head around that. Yeah. It felt like a fucking storyline in a movie or something you know what i mean how crazy and it's stuck i mean this was 2014 it's yeah. to this day those details i still remember like me walking into her room and her telling me that story and like the whole process like it's just ingrained in my mind like how do you even absorb that you know? yeah and then uh, she's just a grown woman and she's talking to a 24 24 year old you know dude. young adult dude with no kids no nothing and i have to be some sort of rock yeah, rock or hope for her. And I was yeah. like, I, I had never been put in that kind of position and it just stuck with me forever. Fuck. That's that's crazy. Like and to be in the room with somebody that something that traumatic, like not only did your husband shoot you in the leg with your baby in your arms, yeah, in your arms. he took the gun and then shot himself in the head in front of you. Yeah. Like how do you recover from that and so that's crazy and then you're you recognize that and you're in the room with that person knowing that this just happened like wednesday yeah exactly exactly like people like come on man yeah and i I can't just walk in and be like oh it's not my job whatever like just be nonchalant like i'm not a piece of shit either i'm a human being like you have to i mean read the room you know what i mean you yeah, can't just walk in walk out like nothing no yeah you get you get briefed on that situation you go in there and you you're sensitive to it because exactly if you're so, yeah, not exactly. then you're gonna have you're in the wrong field you're, you're in the wrong field yeah, you're, you're in the wrong you're in that lady you're you're doing her a disservice because right now that person needs somebody to hold on to and like just like make them like help them to not feel like you know suicidal because yeah. i can only imagine what that would make me feel like like yeah. if the wife of my children shot me and then killed herself in front of us, I'd probably feel pretty yeah, fucked yeah. up. Your That's, world's falling apart. And yeah. then now you're in the hospital and then you don't know who, I mean, you don't know anybody. Right. Yeah. And then, so yeah, I just, it just stuck with me so much because I was a young guy and I had never, yeah, here's what it is. This, I, we you know we talk a lot of shit about nursing, right? And yeah. Whatever. But I think it's such a beautiful profession because of yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I felt like I had a responsibility because I was a nurse mm-hmm. um, because of the positions were put in mm. that nobody will ever know, mm. right? Except the people in that room. 
and the people yeah. who take care of that person. Yeah. So I just felt like it was my responsibility to to just be there for her. I mean, yeah. it's nothing I can do for her technically, right? Mm -mm. But just to be another human being and try yeah. to be as understanding as I could. Yeah. And I've, I've carried that on through my whole nursing career. And it's a double-edged sword because talking, you know, like we were talking about, hospitals see nurses as just an expense mm -hmm. and we're a lot more than that. And yeah. it's taxing. And maybe this is why I chose to step away. <laughs> well, no, it, and you're, I think you're spot on there because like you want to be that for people going through situations like that. But there are days where it's really hard to be that. Yeah. And part of the reason why it's so taxing is because of the, what you're asked to like do, um, just like uh, policy wise by the hospital. Yeah. It's just, it's so, it's, it's so difficult. And they like, it seems like they're, the general public doesn't understand mm. the 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 breadth of what you're doing in that hospital How for can your they? patients. You, know? you can't. It's, it's, I want to wear a GoPro to work yeah. so bad. So th I've I've thought about this before. I was like, why do why does the public perception of our profession not make sense with reality? Because there are fucking stupid. Because there there are nurses who are very like because everybody knows a nurse and they don't, but they don't know them at work. Mm -hmm. They see them out of work. And when a lot of nurses are We're crazy, uh, they're work. crazy, <laughs> they're unhealthy, they're alcoholics. Uh, yeah, they yeah. don't, they're emotionally just frazzled. Like yeah. generally not like <laughs> their well being isn't good. So they're like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. So like, I know, but so even past that, it's like, why? And it's like, I'll tell you this because just like with any other profession, you can like take TikToks at work and do mm -hmm. whatever and show where you work and talk about it. Mm -hmm. You cannot do that at the hospital. What, mm -hmm. I'm gonna TikTok my patient that just lost her leg in a car accident? Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? You can't go and record well, those, yeah. those um, conversations. No, yeah. No, That's why the, the public doesn't understand yeah. our profession. If you could just be on a fly, just be a fly on the wall and listen to mm -hmm. us talk to like we had a patient on the floor recently who was there for fucking ever and he was one of the most difficult to communicate with people to ever that i'm convinced to ever exist <laughs> he was so there was always a problem with something and it was like he, we were fighting to like save a limb of his for a long time and he was very unhealthy and and it was it it's just like to to maintain when you've taken care of this person probably like 25 times like 25 separate days you've taken care of this person and every single time all day long they are bitching about something or giving you shit about yeah, something or questioning you <laughs> or you know questioning like um like aggressively um communicating all the time and they're misinformed and don't understand what they're saying yeah. because they don't have like a good education and they weren't and they've gone through things in their life that like took away that their ability to critically think maybe they're just not well-rounded people they're just i don't want they're just not they're, they're very bad yeah they're very difficult bad communicators to to maintain like 
total patience yeah. and still help that person and try to uplift them and make them feel like they're going to be okay yeah. is is next level difficult like that is fucking hard to do imagine someone taking someone from the general public and putting mm-hmm. them in a situation and, and be like don't be rude yeah they fuck and the next thing you know you walk in the room and they're boxing each other yeah it's like we have yeah. to <laughs> but there's yeah. so much that goes into like our our job where I don't think the public will ever understand because we can't show them. No. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's a, I, I remember my first like, um, couple clinicals in nursing school when I'm in the hospital and I saw like what nurses did. I'm like, Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) nurses deserve to get paid way more. Like that was like one of the first things I thought I was like, nurses are crazy. Like that's, I don't understand. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's a beautiful profession. Yeah, it really is. The the connection you make with other human beings. Yeah. The, just the responsibility that we're allowed to have because of our position. You could fuck someone up so easily, (laughs) like so easily. You could just not give them, you can scan a medication, not give it to them and no one will ever know. Yeah, exactly. And like, and they could, Fuck, it could kill them because they didn't get something or they did get something that they weren't supposed to get. So like what you're saying, that responsibility is just unreal. And it's hard. Yeah, maybe it's maybe we're not doing a good job of explaining it, but it's just it's impossible. It's so hard to explain. We're talking from experience because we live that world. Yeah. It's just I think just how we don't understand another profession because we don't. It's not our world. No. Yeah. But I feel like ours is like. Sure, I don't understand what it's like to be an engineer at, you know, fucking Tesla or a programmer at HP, but uh, guarantee it yeah. does not do <laughs> the same thing to someone's no. mental state as being a, a, a nurse in a yeah, yeah, level sure. one trauma center. I'll go and say, and I'll go ahead and say I agree with you as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could be wrong. Who knows? You know, your boss is getting on you about those TPS reports. You got to put those designs in by <laughs> Tuesday. Your kids got baseball practice. You can't make it because you got to yeah. stay late at the yeah. office what today. Gonna, yeah, what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's cool, though. It's very rewarding. And I feel, feel like it teaches you so much about humans. Oh, and yeah. Life, you know, yeah. and like what's important. And, uh, I've learned anything. It's your physical well-being. Your physical health is incredibly important. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, uh, a couple weeks ago, I had a 92-year-old patient. Yeah. And I think I told you about this. He was sharp, like mentally sharp, all there. Cool. Alert and orientated times four, Mm -hmm. witty, you know, just all there. He even got up and moved a lot better than I was expecting. And I'm like, wow, you see 70 year olds or 60 year olds and they're falling apart literally yeah <laughs> it's because it's just poor life choices yeah never yeah. never exercised everything they ate came out of a can yeah you know like they're eating it's incredible mcdonald's and shit and i i like asking those like patients in their 90s like do you eat the same thing for breakfast every day they're I, always like yeah i, I should, eat a yeah. piece of toast and <laughs> a biscuit with some honey on it I should have I should have uh, grilled the uh, my patient. Be like, so oh, <laughs> ask them. What do you do? What's your routine like? They they're <laughs> busy. People in their nineties that are still doing good are busy. So it keeps them they, sharp. They, they it keeps them. They slow down. They die. Yeah. Like once, I used to uh, work at this uh, this uh, chicken restaurant called the Bavarian Inn. Yeah. Um, it's another story how insane that restaurant was. Fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
but the owner was a 97 year old woman named Dorothy and she used to work she used she used to work six days a week and on Sundays she would go she would stay home and make dinner for her family she was 97 she would be busting around the little offices and then going in down to the kitchen and doing stuff this was a restaurant like let me just explain it to you and anybody who's not from Michigan uh, the Bavarian Inn is a chicken restaurant uh, that is across the street from another chicken restaurant. They're both owned by the same family, and they can mm. both uh, serve around four to 5,000 people on a busy day. So you have two restaurants across the street from each other that are serving on a busy weekend probably 10 to like 10 to 15, 20,000 people. That in they're serving full three course meals yeah, too. Yeah. It's all you can eat. Oh, wow. It's it they go through millions of pounds of chicken every year. Like <laughs> it's it is it is <laughs> this restaurant is on another mm-hmm. is on a scale like you've never seen. It's bizarre. Why is there two by the same family? Um, it started with the Bavarian Inn, and then they uh, they. I don't know what I forget what the story is, but they needed to sell more chicken. Yeah, they just made another location, but it was yeah, a, next literally <laughs> across, n- n- literally across the street. That's funny. And hey, um, it works. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it's just I like to like to to give people an ideal idea of the like the scale of like just say the Bavarian Inn. It's the Bavarian Inn and then Zenders. Um, the Bavarian Inn is in their restaurant. Um, when I was there, I like I estimated there's about um, there's about five thousand spoons in circulation, like on the floor in the kitchen, <laughs> being used for dishes. I'm curious okay, how so, you came to this. So there's well, I'll tell you, there's there's five around five thousand spoons mm. available on any in, at any given moment in the day, and sometimes they run out of spoons because the, the dishwashers can't mm. keep up with cleaning them yeah, right because right. you use every table. Okay, so you have four, you have a four top table, like four seats. Mm-hmm. You would have a knife and a fork and then a soup spoon and a salad spoon. Um, salad because they served cold salads. Yeah. Um, and then, so that's on, ev- so that's, on one four top table that is uh two that's eight spoons okay and then you start bringing out the uh you start bringing out the cold salads that's four more spoons get added to the table okay they're already pre like set on the table you're saying well we bring well yeah the tables were already preset with like you know it's like three course meal it's like you know table placemat with nice napkin and then the silverware all out exposed like ready for you to use and so then four cold salads that's four more spoons that is 12 spoons now on that table and then the main course comes you have mashed potato get a spoon gravy gets a spoon the vegetable gets a spoon the noodles (laughs) get two spoons so that's that's five more spoons um so that's yeah yeah, one sitting that's that's just the spoons that's what i'm saying that's just just the spoons spoons. (laughs) so that's 12 that's 17 spoons and that's one course served so on average a four top table just with one course served uses 17 spoons 
So that's how, and yeah. then you you yeah. multiply by the amount of tables, yeah. how many seats, and you get around five thousand spoons. That's insane. Available at any given time. And that's time. how you know the traffic because. Yeah, well, they would count how many people in a day, and there mm. was a Saturday where they served just over five thousand people for wow. a restaurant. That's uh, that is an incredible amount of people to serve yeah, in a day. That's yeah, yeah. it's a lot. They had, um, I think they had a total of like six or eight dining rooms. Wow! I'm telling you, this huge. this this fucking place was enormous, crazy. I and see, we I'm all trying to imagine it, but yeah. I can't because I'm not there. But on a there would be sounds huge. yeah on a busy day. Sorry to cut you off. On a busy day, there'd be around fifty servers. Oh wow! At a okay, time. now I, now I'm starting to grasp it. Huge. That's insane. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. So the kitchen must be huge. Like, like if 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 Johnny Jackass on the table, the booth over here asks yeah. me for um another you know potato salad like serving because everything was all you can eat, so he asked me for another oh, potato wow. salad. I'm like, okay, sure. Anything else? No. I'm like, okay. So now I have like a 50 to 75 yard walk <laughs> to get this this potato salad. And that's like one way. So, yeah. so by the time I get back with the potato salad and he asks me, oh, shoot, can I actually get, you know, some fucking, yeah. you know, schnitz, <laughs> name something. He needs an extra spoon. Yeah, I have yeah, to go yeah. back another like 50 yards That's to fine. get it. So like there were days where like you would walk like eight miles in a day. That's insane. Just like in like a five hour shift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's huge. That's gigantic. It's it's a chicken restaurant on a scale that no one knows. It's fucking no weird. One, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> and it's, it's only decent. Like it's, it's just comprehend. very average, not yeah. that good. Well, yeah. when well, when restaurant is that large, it's. I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking about it in business sense. It's like it's hard to manage. It's too uh, many variables. Oh, they had a full-on accounting department. You know, there's a gift shop downstairs. It's a, it's a, it is a, uh, a, a Michigan. Yeah. yeah, it's a Michigan staple. This place mm. is like it's in this German-themed city called Frankenmuth, and like I know y'all have what Fredericksburg here, but like mm -hmm. Frankenmuth shits on Fre Fredericksburg. Like in, because it's so much larger. You're saying? No, it's just uh, it is larger, but like. It's got cobblestone streets, and all the oh, like really? all the buildings wow. are look like like they look like you're in B Little Bavaria. Uh, like it's yeah, like Fredericksburg is not like that. Either. No, it's all Bavaria. Like it's legit. Everything in the city is Bavarian themed. It's bizarre. And then they also have like the world's largest Christmas store there, which is just a whole nother just mind <laughs> fuck. When you go inside, you're like, what in the fuck? You look up, and there's this these crazy ornate displays and yeah. everything just like right next to like or right above you at all times it's a bizarre place <laughs> man i need to travel more i haven't yeah i don't know if that's a destination <laughs> you need to go to <laughs> uh, that's true i just uh, wow i just went on like a five minute rant about the bavarian inn hey you should just cut that little thing and be like here's your ad for the restaurant yeah I don't know it's if it makes promo. it. Des does it make it desirable? <laughs> Do you want to go there now? I mean, the amount of utensils is impressive. Yeah, the amount of food they serve—it's crazy. Yeah. Um, when do you got to get out of here? What time is it? It is three forty. We're making good time. Yeah, we talked for about an hour fifteen, maybe yeah. at this point. An hour, probably closing yeah. an hour and a half. Let me ask you some questions. Sure. 
I'm just curious about this whole podcast setup. Sure. How 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 did it start? Like, what's the origin story? So I was I was beginning to tell you. Um, yeah. I had a long conversation with my mom, and at the end, I was like, "Man, I wish I had that recorded." What year, when, when was this? When um, you had the conversation with your mom? Twenty twenty, I believe. Oh, okay, two years ago. Yeah. And had you had you been thinking about it? Yeah. Beforehand already. Yeah, because like I really like comedy. I love podcasts. Um, so you're you you're a fan of podcasts. You have some people you follow. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, maybe I can do this too. Yeah. And I like, I mean, I don't know. We've ever talked. I like doing open, like comedy open mics and stuff like mm-hmm. that too. And it just kind of like fits into that like hobby, yeah. you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, and it's fun. It's like a way to express creativity. I don't know. Y- have you ever listened to it? To the my podcast? I did. I purposely haven't listened to it recently because I wanted yeah. to be kind of walk into my own, you know, vibe. Yeah. I didn't want to like. I understand. Check that. myself. Yeah. Uh, but I did. Yeah. When you first told me about it, oh, like six months ago, whenever you told me about it, yeah. I was listening to a couple, kind of just going through a couple. Yeah. So, like, the beginning, I liked it. It's like kind of like a creative exercise. It's fun. And then I just really enjoy like sitting down and talking to people. Yeah. Like, talking, it's like one of my favorite things to do. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I'm going to pick your brain more about it. Too, more about it. So, two years ago, you had the idea after mm-hmm. talking to your mom and thought, man i should i should record this and then so after that you bought equipment yeah and then how do you go about getting people to come on and talk i have friends and i just ask them like do you mm. want to do a podcast and I'm like sure let's do it and it and then and then they're like what are we going to talk about and i'm like yeah. nothing we're just recording a conversation yeah, yeah. my like beginning if you listen to like the beginning episodes which are highly embarrassing um, but <laughs> if you listen to them, like I talk about, like I'm doing this because I want, and I told you, I want to have recordings of my friends, like in more than just like pictures and like short clips that's of us. I- like, see, that's an interesting point of view. Yeah, dude. Okay. Like when you die, you're gone. But like, this is a, this is a, m- like a long memory of like me and you like talking, you know, you don't like, mm-hmm. unless you're on a podcast, like. There's no way to really get this. Yeah, this, this is this goes so much further beyond just a picture because now you're yeah. listening to voice, their personality, you know, their laugh. Yeah. Um, just so many other things. That Some storytelling, exactly, like yeah, stories exactly. that only you have, like mm-hmm. you get to share here, which is like interesting. Uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. And then I guess I, I, I don't. I don't mean to ask this like bluntly. You just don't okay. know how to ask this. Like, what's how do you take this pretty serious like do you actively think about it yeah i think about it a lot i try not to take it too seriously because i want it to stay fun yeah um but like with with the conversation Mm -hmm. i mean what i want to do to like um aid a good conversation and here is um what i think about is like i want to make the lighting better and i want to make it a cozier room comfier Mm. seats and like have always have like like amenities for people that come on just to make it a really like yeah. oh yeah fuck yeah it's fun to do the podcast yeah. and by doing that it shows right. that like you you know it is important to you yeah. you are taking it seriously because you're thinking about the right. details but and and yeah and then with the intros i think about them a lot too and i stay pretty i try to be like disciplined yeah. in doing them on a regular basis because like just to get you know five to eight to maybe max ten minutes of intro yeah. material takes hours and hours and hours like it takes a really wow. long time yeah. like for this podcast currently all i have is like i'd say i have one 30 second 
a little bit and yeah. then a half-baked idea for something that's about um, another 30 seconds yeah. long. So, like, you know, that's a minute. I still got, like, minimum four minutes to go before I can release this. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I'm just picking your brain how what your thought process is mm-hmm. behind this whole setup, this whole operation. Yeah, it's fun. This is something, yeah. this is a um, a hobby that I look like look at as a lifelong thing, you know, yeah, that I'm yeah. just getting going with and try not to take too seriously because when I take something too seriously, I get, I, it stresses me out and I start like, I stop like, it stops being like fun mm. because I'm like so obsessed about making it perfect. Yeah. So I'm really trying to just like let this be what it is and let it be fun rather than, you know, focusing like and trying like, oh, it has to grow and it has yeah. to be, you know, all these different things. Yeah. I feel like it take, takes a balance, right? Like obviously you want it to grow. I mean, that's, yeah. that's It'd be goal sick. You if have. I could get a sponsor, holy yeah, shit, that'd saying. be fucking dope. That's why I brought these ramblers on here. Rambler, Rambler dude. if you're listening. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love it's my it's without question my favorite sparkling water. There we I go. Mean, you hear that? Ra- it's good. I mean, <laughs> I I will I'll even let you guys know that uh, I'm I'm not biased. It's fucking a little bit too expensive right now. It's I'm I, I have oh, a hard time. Like almost three bucks per per can. Oh, it's yeah. It's like for a case, it's like six fifty. Whereas mm-hmm. like I can buy, I get it. It's local and everything, but like I can buy Lacroix for like four mm. bucks for twelve. You know. Well. But I do love it. It's my favorite. I'll pay a premium for Rambler <laughs> when I have more money. Yeah. No, but so I guess I was getting at like, yeah, I know it's a hobby. It's for fun. Yeah. But it's, I think, I mean, maybe I'm just projecting my own ideas, right? Like I'm very goal oriented. Yeah. I need to have not necessarily a plan, but a destination that I'm trying to get to. If not, yeah, the not having a plan or a kind of like a direction gives me anxiety. Yeah. And I guess I'm asking, I guess what I'm trying to pick your brain about is, I guess what are your goals about, about this whole setup and this whole podcast? I would like to, like, I have episode numbers that would be like, um, right now, every Mm -hmm. 10, because I'm only, this is only episode will only, depending on not if I release my mom, um, this will only be episode like number 22. Yeah. So I have episode goals. Like every time I hit 10 more, that feels like, oh, wow. Wow, look at that. So like I feel like um, if I had to like say like getting to 50 episodes would be that would be like a huge milestone for me. That would be crazy. And if I can continually get um, different people on and like have like more conversations Mm -hmm. with more um, unique people and stuff like that, that is uh, another marker of personal success. I'm not. I want and and then like obviously downloads like I would like to have more downloads like if I hit like 50 to 100 downloads an episode yeah. like damn that's for me that yeah. feels awesome that's like I, 100 people in the room all listening to this shit right. like having kind of like have laughing or having fun or whatever means stream also yeah like if I listen to it I'm not actively you're not downloading it, it but streams whatever that's okay. what I mean oh, yeah I see, I like see. 100 streams that'd be sick per yeah. episode like that's that's okay. something to work towards yeah so you do have like yeah and strategic I'm, goals yeah and i'm working sense. towards yeah. that so i'm like i'm i've partnered up with um um oh, shit. my buddy nick who runs absurd junk um productions it's like a uh, growing like um media network here in austin like they're doing um comedy shows and he's producing they're producing um uh, different podcasts and um, short films and stuff yeah. like that. 
And so, yeah, so I'm going to be work. I'm like trying to start working with him more to like, you know, just improve my social media presence. Yeah. So, yeah. and then okay, also okay. like network and meet new people. And that like, makes me really happy to yeah. hear just to kind yeah. of to open up a little bit. Um, I'm glad I asked cause I think you can do great. Thanks, you know yeah. And, um, I, I, I wanted to make sure I didn't ask this in a way to where like, what do you mean you're not, you don't have a plan or you don't yeah. have goals. Like I wanted to no, you weren't. see if you had your own, like it. it well, because to head. me, okay. Bec- it's, it's, it's not just like this has a potential to be an income uh, creating business, but it's also yeah. um, a creative platform. It's also yeah. entertainment yeah. and art. And what I want to make sure I do, what is very important to me is um, maintaining that artistic integrity. And really I'm doing, I want to always be doing it for me yeah, into exactly. like, to like, make me feel good and i'm not and i don't want to apply so much pressure to it to the point where it's like stresses me out and i avoid doing it Mm -hmm. because i'm putting so much pressure on hitting these targets and everything because i want it like i don't want to i want to i want to hit those targets naturally you know i want people who listen to it to like it for me and for what i do not for like what i'm trying to make that I think they'll like or yeah, something. Sure. You know what I mean? No, yeah, th- that's why I was asking the way I was asking or trying to because I wanted to. S- if, if if they're your goals, your goals without nobody else input, then it's just fun. Mm-hmm. It's you're problem solving your own problems, and it's fun. Yeah. you'll spend twelve hours researching of some, pro- uh, I don't know, whatever for mm-hmm. your podcast. And you'll be like, oh, damn, that was 12 hours. It, it's fun. Yeah. That's well, that's what I do, stay. like, yeah. creating the intros. Like, yesterday I did, like, two hours and got 30 seconds out of it. But when I listen, I'm like, <laughs> I'm yeah. laughing. I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah. I love this. This yeah. is so stupid but fucking funny. And that, that's you know? what you want to keep. I think that's what you're aiming for. Yeah, well, I that's, that's what I enjoy. There. I enjoy yeah. the process, process of creating the art. My business drive isn't as... Um, isn't as like big of a thing. Yeah. Um, I don't have that uh, naturally as much. So to me, so I'm putting effort into that because I know like I would like some of the gratification of like <laughs> recognition, you uh, know, and then monetary but gain too. I mean, we all need some money, right? Yeah, bro. If this, like, if I could like eventually like be like, so mm-hmm. probably starting after this episode, I'm going to be introducing a video component So, um, where I release, uh, this in video format on YouTube as well. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Well, you put just, I'll have a camera there and a camera here, one pointing at it like this at Uh, me and that at you. Mm -hmm. So we'll have like, so that's another motivation to, you know, improving the look of the studio and just making it just like a little bit more legit, you know, you're going to have to let me know what you find out just cause, um, I'm a, I, I have a lens, lens, lens service company. I can't even yeah. speak. How am I supposed to be the fucking face of this company if I can't speak? You can't speak. You've, um, you've done it for almost company, two hours. And um, I want to get to the point where I can step out of the field and mm-hmm. start focusing on my marketing. So yeah. pictures, video, audio, just trying to, I don't know, expand our reach. Mm-hmm. And YouTube is one of my goals in the future. I have friends that are really good at that stuff. And if you can um, get like, see how they're creative and kind of, uh, I don't know, like 
find a demographic within what uh what fits for you because there's a lot of young homeowners in this city like young yeah so if you can find a way to be relatable to them through like marketing and like marketing yourself on like fun silly stuff like there's um there's this pizza company um, nearby me called show me pizza and they're Mm -hmm. a really great example of like really good like marketing because it's fun they have like a goofy live stream of like the dudes making pizza in the back so it's like no audio or anything just like if you like are some like if you're a stoner or like bored (laughs) you just like have that like show me pizza live stream on twitch it's cool because it's a little quirk it's it's something that makes you different makes something that makes you stand out working with local artists to like you know like be just like a little bit like fun and personal like you don't need to have be like really like you know uptight and like professional necessarily you can just be like a good dude and people like yeah there's efren he's my dude uh, he mows my lawn and he's fucking nice. I'll pay him, you know, 50 bucks yeah. a lawnmower. Like his company is cool because they're chill as fuck, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I and mean, that's what, I'm talk- sc- yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's just another way to bring in clients and just another yeah. way to reach somebody. Yeah. Aside from just your typical door hangers and door knocking or whatever. Yeah. You know, and th- that's its own learning curve. Yeah. And uh, I would be super interested to see what someone does that for a living or for fun what that process is like because it's a learning yeah. curve you know it is and i think it's part of it's like personality and just like mm-hmm. networking yeah um, oh big time big time yeah you just have to like present yourself to people yeah. and like meet them and be chill and not like be you, you yeah. just have to be yourself but also like have in the back of your mind of like you know trying to make you yeah, know connections yeah so i was talking to uh, one of our friends mutual friends about this i don't know if you've noticed but I have a lot of social anxiety. Sure. Um, <laughs> I haven't noticed that particularly. I've, I've gotten a lot better compared to when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, another person completely. Really? But I know how I feel. And I've changed my thought process in regards to just talking and meeting people for the hell of it. Now I'm using the blanket of, oh, I'm networking. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to meet people so I can. It, it might It may open opportunities in the future. Yeah. I may meet someone that maybe I can help and they can help me and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And that has really eased my, Interesting. my, uh, my, I guess anxiety. For example, I just came from T-Mobile, right? Yeah. And I just got to talking with the, with the guy that was helping me. Turns mm-hmm. out he's a realtor. We ended up changing, um, Exchange business cards. Yeah. Okay. And, um, he's like, yeah, if, I mean, if I, uh, I'll recommend you for landscaping and vice versa. He knows I'm trying to look for a you know, house in the future. So yeah, it just right there. I saw it work that yeah. change in um, mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm talking to a stranger. Mm-hmm. The thing is, in my head, I'm actively switching why I'm doing it. Yeah. You're and not doing it so they like you. Yeah. You're doing it so you can get a business opportunity yeah. potentially. To network. Yeah. Just to put it simply, just to network, to yeah. to to cre- hopefully create opportunities mm-hmm. and um i don't know where i was going with this but yeah. i've definitely oh well, that's <laughs> cool i'm i'm happy for you because yeah. social anxiety i, I yeah, i've never noticed like or yeah. felt like you were like a socially anxious person um but like it is something like i i used to have social anxiety pretty bad mm-hmm. um but like it is something that can be like really like de- debilitating, debilitating in your life. It just exactly. makes you, f- it just sucks. You know, as you, you just get feel older, sucky. Yeah. As you get older, if you don't snap out of it, 
you just feel more and more lonely. And then yeah. I'm a business owner, right? Imagine mm-hmm. being a socially anxious yeah. business owner. Not well a just, great business model. Might as well just hang it up. You know Figure I mean? out a way to fix that <laughs> shit because you're going to suck. That's what I'm saying. So it's yeah. like you got to find a way. And I mean, I'm just sharing this. Maybe someone else is having the same issue. But that's helped, that's helped me. And it, yeah. this is a change that I've recently done, like within the last couple of weeks, a month. Yeah. Well, and good. I like it. It's, yeah. it's, it takes away some of the pressure. Yeah. And, and, and also, like, just do yourself a favor and um, look up some ways, like some techniques, you know, mm-hmm. to, to help relieve that. Because, like, you need it's it's not good to care about what other people think yeah. of you and let that. And I'm not saying that's what you do. But, like, mm-hmm. a lot of times with people who are socially anxious, you put a lot of weight into how you think other people think about you. Yeah. And a lot of times you're wrong. And two, it's just not a healthy way to have an interaction to have in the back of your mind, like the worry of how you're coming off to this person, because then you're not being yourself. You're not being true. You know, at the end of the day, they don't care. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck. Yep. So why are you? (laughs) And you don't know what they want you to act like. Exactly. So just be yourself and fuck it. You know? Yeah. As I've gotten older, I'm I'm 31 now. You know, I I got under control. But for a very long time, yeah, I dealt with this, and um, you know, maybe I still do in a sense. Yeah, but uh, it's it's something I actively try to work on, and this was just a, a something that I did recently. Yeah, well, that that's I'm seeing cool. Some some benefits from. Fuck yeah, dude! I need to get better at networking too because like it's I have the you opportunity. Gotta, dude, of you have it. I see uh, you, and I see Charisma Central. Oh, thanks, I buddy. See network Central over here. Oh, people gravitate towards you. Maybe you don't notice. But I see it plain as day, hmm. and uh, I think you should just accept it, acknowledge it, and use it to your advantage. Leverage hmm. that you naturally have that. Leverage it. Well, thank you. I didn't. Uh, it's good to. That's very nice of you to say. Maybe someday. I'm just spitting facts. Spitting hot facts. Um, well, I feel like this is a. We're just about to hit that uh, two-hour mark. Or That's insane to me. Or hour, probably about hour and forty-five minutes here total, because the timer start. Yeah, the timer started a little bit late. I couldn't even tell you what we talked about. No, and that's and that's isn't that cool? It's just like a whirlwind. It's a it's a roller coaster ride that we just went on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like we talked about all kinds of stuff. Yeah, we did. We went up and down. That was all in all, I'd say a successful podcast. That was fun. Yeah, I mean that was the first. The first one we've had. So maybe yeah. we, maybe we just threw all the ideas into it. Into yeah. The fire. And, but like, the, we'll do this again. <laughs> we'll do this. Uh, you're, you're welcome back anytime. It will, uh, we'll definitely, this will be one of a several that we do yeah, together. Sure. Just let me know. All right. Well, thank you for coming. I'm going to stop it here. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>